innovation, I think, will be the buzzword here because that's tough times, and not just for journalism, but overall. But journalism in particular seems to have been affected not only by uh, the economic issues that impact it, but also by innovation. Indeed. Um, we are facing, you know, really, really terrible times. Um, our business model has basically been disrupted by the big platforms. I think I mentioned that in my, in my uh, keynote address. And so newsrooms are finding themselves having to, you know, squeeze the last dollar out of, you know, all of their revenue streams. And so the need to innovate is, you know, more than ever at this point. Um, it's both a scary time because, you know, we're facing uh, declining revenues, layoffs, um, you name it. But at the same time, it's a very exciting time because, you know, now anyone can enter into the race. Anyone become, can become a publisher, a broadcaster. Um, of course, we're hoping for good journalism, but, you know, the avenues are open, the barriers of entry are lower, uh, and if you have the innovative idea and innovative idea with a good business model, a good revenue stream, you know, the sky's the limit. But what about the traditional players, especially the big players? Um, you take us, for example, as the public broadcaster. You take uh, those um, even on the commercial side who have been in the space for eons. You know, how are we uh, likely to be affected? And, and, and what do we do to stay in the race, especially as far as innovation is concerned? Sure. Um, the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, can also exist within larger corporations. It's not that you have to be somebody with a small company with less than 10 people. You can also adopt the entrepreneurial uh, mindset within the large corporations. Um, so with SABC, there's so much that can be, you know, rescaled, redone, um, content that can be repurposed for digital as well. And can be monetized in that realm as well, um, as well as, you know, looking for new opportunities in terms of partnerships with small organizations and other freelance-based uh, journalists and digital specialists as well. So it's not that, you know, we're all doomed, especially the large ones, you're not all doomed to fail or to, you know, fade into obscurity. It's just that, you know, now you need to look at what you're doing in terms of digital strategy, how you're implementing it, what are your core capabilities and how are you going to use them and get yourself a, essentially a competitive advantage against, you know, smaller guys may be coming up and competing against you. In short, adapt or die. Indeed. So uh, let's talk about the new players, you know, the new guys who are coming into the space. And unlike with some of the bigger traditional players, uh, you now have platforms such as YouTube. You have, you know, your social media platforms uh, that are practically open to everybody and, and, and therefore the barriers to entry as far as access is concerned aren't as stringent as they used to be in the past and maybe um, they also aren't as restrictive as they would be for uh, the traditional players who have to abide by certain codes and rules. So how do we navigate that space in order to keep the integrity of journalism intact? Um, that's a really interesting question. Uh, just do good journalism. Um, the platforms are just there to, you know, host your content. Um, of course, they do uh, implement their own algorithms to say, you know, which content floats up to the top. Um, and, you know, that battle is a battle on its own. Um, the, the real task for newsmakers out there is to, of course, see what's happening, see what the trends are, um, whether it's uh, short-form videos, um, uh, Snapchat, so, you know, um, basically using those platforms, but also keeping in mind the ethics and, you know, the mission statement that they have. Um, you don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You just have to adapt to the platform that, you know, you're on. But some of the new players... Mm 
don't have to adapt to that because yeah. someone walks off the street today, thinks ah, they fancy themselves a journalist. Well, there are avenues on um, you know, social media that would allow you to actually go on there, put out content and pretend that you actually know what you're doing. You know, how do we actually, um, we can't regulate that space. If government hasn't regulated it, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing anyone else can do. Yeah. But, but, but how do we navigate then uh, those sort of issues in order to maintain the integrity of journalism? Well, anyone can become a publisher or a broadcaster. They don't exactly come in automatically with the credibility and the brand recognition that the legacy players have. So already, you know, the scales are tipped to, um, you know, the older traditional uh, media players. Um, so now what they have to do essentially is build that credibility or build a, a user base that, you know, is going to increase their pedigree on those platforms. Um, the focus for the traditional players is to maintain the integrity, whereas also looking at, you know, the various ways that the smaller players, the guys who are adapting really quickly, are adapting, whether they are adopting uh, different strategies as how to the, they get their content out there, how they target their users. Um, that's something you can also play in as well. It's just a matter of the fact that, you know, the bigger guys, you know, already have that brand, which, you know, they're coming into. The SABC has one of the largest in fact, the largest YouTube channel, as far as I know. Um, it is very popular. Very popular. And, and, and yeah, yeah, amazing the number of, um, of views there. Uh, you know, it's amazing how people actually do gravitate yeah. towards that. I think in 2016, they crossed the 100 million views threshold. Yes, yes. Um, so already, you know, <laughs> you, you have a brand that's worth its weight in gold on, on that uh, platform. Um, and you will get, you know, new players coming in for CNCA and the other broadcasters as well as um, startups who are, you know, going digital first. Like they don't have any other legacy. Legacy um, technology that they're using. They're not on TV. They're not on satellite. They, you know, straight up are filming in their homes or in rented studios. Um, they are going to battle in terms of their content output. You know, the chances are they can only do a video a day, if not a week, whereas the SABC can pump out at least about 10 a day. So already, you know, you have uh, the volume of content you know, which is already weighted for in, in terms of uh, SABC's favor compared to the smaller player who cannot output as much content, but they'll have to make sure that their content is higher quality. Um, so that's the battle. It's content, um, it's volume versus quality. Um, so where SABC will have to start, you know, looking at is, you know, how do they then um, capture the, the audiences that the smaller players are, you know, are bringing in or... Here's another uh, suggestion. Why not partner with them? Um, because there's also the issue of, you know, you losing staff. So why try to reinvent the wheel? Why try and, you know, compete in, co- in output and in quality when you can actually absorb uh, smaller plays as well? Very interesting. But uh, the question, of course, at this point is uh, the future. Yes. Uh, where are we headed? And, 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 and can we just break it down in terms of... Um, print mm-hmm. as well as uh, broadcast media let's look at radio and television sure um so print um it's definitely heading digital um when will we print the last newspaper is you know it's anyone's guess um we live in a country where uh, legacy t- uh, media is actually still relevant so print is still relevant uh, depending on where you are especially in rural areas which you know, um, internet connectivity is not exactly as pervasive as it is in the urban areas. So print still has a life in South Africa. Um, It just depends on the geographic context. But at the same time, those publishers are also looking at their digital strategies and adapting um, accordingly. So you have the likes of Tiso Blackstar who 
basically got rid of their Times newspaper, the print product, and turned it into a digital product, and they laid off and scaled down their workforce because they're going digital first in that realm. So you're going to find a lot of uh, strategies which will incorporate staff layoffs and st staff upskilling as well in terms of trying to create the digital first newsroom. And that's the print side. Broadcast, um, broadcast is an interesting sector in South Africa because radio is probably one of the biggest consumed mediums out there. Um, so of course those guys still have a longer life, um, probably more so than TV, but TV is still also relevant for an older generation who grew up with watching the news um, at set times. Younger people do not have that scheduled mentality. They of course want theirs on their content on demand. So it's going to be a mishmash of um, adopting digital strategies with radio, whereas you've got to provide the content that's put out in analog in digital formats, so podcasting, um, sending, out, sending it out on platforms like WhatsApp, etc., etc., um, and that will be in the, basically in the service of trying to go digital in the analog radio space, whereas TV will be battling the streaming side of things, uh, and there you're going to have your on-demand folks like Netflix, etc., etc., on the entertainment side, and also on the news side, where you have smaller players who are coming in and providing news on the streaming platforms, but in a way that really talks to a younger generation. And so now traditional players are going to look, will have to look at how they present their content in that realm. Are they going to try to adopt the style that you know the newer players are going, or are they going to keep their style but you know try to figure out new ways to you know make it more updated, more um, current? <laughs> Quick last question. Sure. Naspers, oh. selling off multi-choice. What's your take? What's, what's going on there? Oh, God. So that one is definitely a business decision. Um, and they got caught with their pants down. In fact, not even their pants down because they saw uh, the streaming uh, giants coming in. Netflix was you know, almost like the Titanic seeing uh, the iceberg. It was there. <laughs> uh, they, they, they had ample time to, 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 to adapt their strategy. But, you know, of course, they played with the fact that they have a monopoly, uh, especially in the subscription uh, side of TV, and um, yeah, they're reaping what they sowed in that realm. Um, it's sad that uh, it's going to lead to a lot of staff layoffs, but um, that's what's happening in digital. Is that it's going to be interesting, mm. because it's going to be interesting to see how multi-choice actually survives outside of the NASPER stable as well, Indeed. and as you say, they've got all these disruptors coming in, and there will be many more than just a Netflix True. in uh, the months and years to come. Amazon has their thing, Apple has their thing, Disney's not coming up with their own streaming platform, so uh, all bets are off. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, Siabonga Africa. Appreciate it. And I enjoyed speaking to you there, Siabonga Africa, um, who is, of course, uh, was one of the speakers here. And uh, he is a, a digital media specialist. Uh, and it's, as he says, you know, there are quite a few interesting developments that we will keep our eye on.